Welcome. I have a head of school letter called Sustainability as a Way of Life. Dear Grower board members and friends, after around 20 years of annual succession plan presentations to the board, success. It's time for me to move off the campus quad and up onto the balcony and take stock. Uh, of course, we have beautiful balconies on our phase three building and the Hearst Tower, not to mention a great view from our beautiful founder's room. So there's plenty of room for me. One of the first things I literally see from up here on the balcony is the native habitat preserve that board member and friend David Meyer and I created in 1999. By providing a link between isolated habitats, wildlife corridors like ours play crucial roles in mitigating the negative impacts of habitat fragmentation caused by human activities such as urbanization and infrastructure development, even schools. We have been tending to and restoring that stretch of forest constantly, and the federal and state agencies would be proud of how well we've kept our promise. Playing this environmental stewardship role really makes us unique and valuable among schools and communities in our region. As trustees, your pride in the stewardship role is something that will really make your work as a Grower Foundation ambassador resonate. And I'd love to take a walk around with every one of you who is willing. Every bend in our trails has a story. Have you walked this forested preserve? The purpose of this letter is to provide willing readers, especially board members, with a clear sense of our current milestones at the Grower School as I see them, as we prepare to carry them forward into the next generation of great education. It is addressed to board members, but unlike other board docs, anyone interested in educational purpose and strategy is welcome to share this letter. The move to our permanent campus 22 years ago has enabled us to make everyday teaching and learning more expeditionary and more sustainable. The strategic initiatives we've taken to these ends have been meticulous and nonstop. In 2009, I launched what became our current green initiative called our Grower School Center for Sustainable Technology in Education with a written column to our families, a report to our board, faculty training, an annual report page, and accompanying marketing and branding materials. That same year, class of 2003 alum Sarah Zelazny responded to the new sustainability center, part of which now has morphed into our STEM center and our green get outdoors fund, saying, TGS does an amazing job cultivating a contagious culture of service among its students by integrating service into the curriculum so that students do not see service as a choice, but as a part of life. Sarah Zelazny, alumna class of 2003. In 2011, we created the Green Grower logo. In 2012, I launched Green Grower Parents, and we have had four on-campus gardeners, gardening teachers, who have helped engage parents and, of course, students. Engaging parents is an impactful role for high schools since teens are busy seeking independence. 
creating farm-to-table opportunities and campus beautification through staffing and integrating talented gardeners is one of the best strategic moves we've ever made. It makes our days beautiful and peaceful, it engages parents, and it creates an environment that has proven positive impacts on teaching, learning, health, and mental health. We've had two galas in support of all this. Our galas have tended to rotate as a triplet from the teacher's fund to the financial aid fund to a special fund of choice, such as Green Grower. But it does not have to. Let's keep our eyes open and fund our highest calling every year. What cause would your Grower Gala advance? In 2017, we made our lead resolution, created rich documentation through that phase of building we called phase three, and our phase three buildings under the tireless project oversight of David were awarded lead gold certification by the globally recognized US Green Building Council. In 2014, I launched our board climate change resolution, which I challenge you to make a strategic priority as a part of your legacy as a trustee or friend. Our board needs a champion on this. Our school does too. I understand that the environmental, social, and governance criteria for ESG investing as represented by our nation's most prominent institutions have disappointed, if not defrauded us. But I hope you will look at them again every year on our finance committee or as your board or parent or friend project. Leaders don't write off great ideas just because they're not implemented properly the first few times. All great and intergenerational ideas in organizational development and social change become great through holding fast to clear vision, perseverance, evangelism, and years of refinement and implementation. We have several million dollars in endowment holdings, and we can find and fund great ESG investment funds with some leadership, multiplying the impacts of our endowments. If you're looking for a calling, here's a real change you can be. On the other hand, of course, not every aspiration flowers. Environmentally, we have advanced plans for beehives and some planning for charging stations that have yet to lift off. Plus, I'll note we have two years into a draft revised expertly crafted set of new bylaws that I do not have the passion for. You each have your own aspirations for what we can be greater at. What are they? What's your North Star vision? Our teachers have embraced and advanced the above program initiatives by launching green expeditions to rivers, valleys, deserts, forests, and mountains. And the environmental science course might be our fastest growing, most future focused class. The entrepreneurial approach we take to teacher-led expeditions not only enables teachers to put passion into their work and to pursue causes and moral aspirations, it enables us to assess professional merit and to reward faculty leadership. We have year-round farm-to-table food prep classes from our Harvest Kitchen. That was a long-sought gift from the Stewart family. We have a butterfly way station, an orchard, a chicken coop, three gardens, and an incessant prompt into the side of everyone who works here to get outside with our kids. 
out of the chairs where our nation becomes obese, unhappy, anxious, lonely, depressed, nearsighted, and disconnected from the planet we are unwittingly killing. Despair is no way to go. Getting outside is. Being in community is. Ceremony is. It's unlikely we permanently exist. It is likely we permanently exist on unceded land from the Kumeye, original settlers in our region. And for the past two years, we've been working with Kumeye, integrating their wisdom into our signage in the Grower Habitat Forest. Getting their attention may never be easy. Look for native plant usage signage as you walk through our campus forest on our next walkabout. Or it will be an honor for me to personally show any of you hearing this a few nooks that we have been developing around the campus. Who's game? In, in a year, in June, a year ago, 2022, as our city was running a recycled water pipe up El Camino Real, right in front of the school, we started studying recycled water. And 85 formal files plus hundreds of emails and many meetings later, this vision is nearing completion. You'll see valve covers around campus that I would call Jacaranda purple to replace the old gray ones. Our campus itself is every bit of a teacher. Creating a green and sustainable campus is part of a simple Gandhi style, be the change approach to education that makes our work more than the curriculum of any textbook, though we have brilliant textbooks. Did you know that most student learning occurs outside of classrooms? This includes both formal and informal experiences. This part of education is widely ignored in literally most schools. Having a peaceful, green, enveloping campus not only is a fundamental aspect of our strategy to teach and encourage core values like compassion and resourcefulness, it gives us a striking competitive edge from the moment new people walk through our tolerance gateway and behold our whole campus ecosystem. Our campus is a constant source of inspiration. I have now written 67 columns, speeches, and articles on naturalist education, and will continue to write weekly columns when I'm drawn to do that. Some of what I'm detailing here is called place-based education, a founding principle of Grower. This means that you teach from where you are, not like the surfer school principal I visited in beautiful French Morea, who was distraught in teaching the required French national curriculum developed far away in Paris. Our community and our ecosystem are our teachers locally. I ask those of you wishing to increase the number of strategic conversations we have around the board table or faculty table. What would place-based governance and education look like? Could we ever talk about that? Would our governance be the same if we were urban? On that note, I've tried to help schools everywhere be a force for real locally rooted teachers. And I've grown the Small Schools Coalition attention worldwide while driving all inquiries about it to the Grower School as a role model. If you've never been on that website, go and you'll learn as hundreds of small school educators have, one, 
why small schools are more by virtue of their size, and two, why the Grower School is the model for showcasing these breakthrough findings. Would our board or faculty ever like a session devoted to small school benefits? Thank you all for your parts in developing this campus and culture. I love them. There can be lots of noise, neediness, and agendas around campuses, faculty rooms, and parking lots that leaders have to filter out and through to stay focused and cause-driven. I've never lost sight of our North Stars, permanent endowment, which now includes faculty housing. 100% solar power production is just another endowment paying generationally. I've held fast to a generative strategy to put endowment into endowment every penny of surplus money I could squeeze out of our coffers in a way that David Meyer calls unstoppable. And I could think of less kind spins you could put on my ways. In accordance with the best principles of leadership I could find, rather than borrow money for the next generation to pay back as so often happens, on every occasion, we have invested our assets for the next generation in the form of paid off buildings, endowment funds, sustainability initiatives, a distinctive brand and loyal alumni, and now on faculty housing, another expression of place-based community education. These are all how we pay it forward. Of course, the North Star that guides all the other visions is the healthy relationship-based expeditionary teaching and learning that has put us on the map. We've made many friends and collaborations through consistent business practices that treat contractors as friends, supportive sustainability campus initiatives, long-range investment in our employees' well-being, positive contributions to our local community, and loving our school and students. We actively pursue environmental sustainability, cross-group belongingness and inclusion, and humanitarian efforts. Each of these three warrants its own letter. While it's easy and sometimes fun to be cynical about corporate ways elsewhere, there are great organizations all over who behave in these ways along with us as we connect with a growing list of sister schools NAIS and SSC collaborators, local networks, and many more. One reason we've been freed up to think long range and generationally versus reactive is because of the absolute trust we all have developed in our amazing Like a Rock Finance Committee, our only standing board committee that watches every year unfold in our books. We've had Many ad hoc committees that are great too. Our finance committee has always been close knit and done some of the work of an executive committee, which we don't seem to need if we're going to be small and consensus based. The other prime reason we've been able to pursue the long range is due to the skilled rock solid campus organization, new head of school, Dana has provided for or with me for many years, freeing me up to write exceedingly long treatises, many of which ultimately synthesized down into action plans, program enhancements, new visions, and help in the shaping of emerging strategic initiatives. 
Dana is a campus icon, a master planner, an embodiment of all our core values, and her enthusiasm for the next generation is an inspiration to everyone who knows her. And a third key to my own best functioning and that of any independent school head has been my relationship with our board chairs. This is a make or break relationship that pays off with trust, faith, and all our core values. Head of school is an extremely complicated job and we could not possibly convey to any board or faculty all we go through. The pandemic accelerated the retirement schedule of a great many heads I know. The head of school chair relationship is our board's corpus callosum. Fill it with trust. Times are changing. The population of school-aged children in the United States, those from 5 to 17 years old, actually fell by over a quarter of a million during the pandemic and is not recovering. The community school is tanking in favor of the monolithic big impersonal school. Everyone keeps moving to cities parallel to the large school movement. Claim whatever you like about the progress bigger schools and cities represent. Mountains of research say that both movements are making people less happy and healthy. So it is the life in chairs and peering into little screens. These are making our children miserable and exhausted. Our school is all that this is not. Our nation's large, heavily programmed institutions look statistically more inclusive, but research is not showing that all this programming programming makes kids feel more included or connected. Alternatively, Grower feels inclusive to our kids. As Sarah Miles, PhD, Director of Research for Challenge Success Nationwide Surveying Programming, told me just a few days ago, your engagement and belonging is phenomenal at Grower. All the same, we have a ways to go to be demographically inclusive here in our town of Encinitas and to broaden access to the amazing opportunities we provide families. Together as a board, we committed in 2020 to having $20 million in endowment in 20 years time towards a more need blind approach to admissions, a key generational strategy for inclusiveness and board access. I'm proud of handing off an evolved year-round evaluation program to help ensure that we stay data-driven, aware of our own growth and challenges, and laser-focused on our mission and on verifying that mission. I'm happy whenever I see our mission is viewed as the advancement, as the big of the biggest values we can find and not the achievement of grades, ranks, scores, privileges, or name brand colleges. That is a mission drift risk that will never go away. I've just completed a 15,000 word formal research paper documenting our evaluative program. I've long believed that our method of having students meaningfully evaluate themselves is one of our most undervalued features, and I hope that students of the future have more choices about what they are graded on and more holistic student evaluation. Grower School is a lab, and we're data-driven. 
We document our mission using longitudinal or normed and reliable benchmarks. The next generation on our board will do well to create a mission dashboard of the data we all want to track. We and any comps we want to use. So every board member can easily check the gauges as we're going down the road. But doing this will need the commitment of a champion. We need comps, but our own comps based on our own values. Like an anxious new mother regarding her unique baby, if we measure a preponderance of our school data points in terms of industry norms, we become less. Our distinctive strategic aspirations are watered down. But I think everyone knows where the Grower School stands and that knowing is accessible by the way it feels to be on campus and the way kids and teachers look when they move around or when they travel the world together. That's the real data. As far as I can see from the balcony, anyone who thinks that's esoteric will not be the good teacher or board member we need in that next generation. Thank you for reading or listening to this report and working with me as head a role that exists in the nexus of competing interest groups and which might not have been easy to understand all the time. This is my last regular head of school letter to you as a part of keeping you appraised on our success in staying on mission. These letters written or orally presented to you for every board meeting for many years and at a great many faculty meetings with their data and perspectives, along with our annual board calendar of topics, our evolved annual report, which really is our dashboard, and our annual board evaluations are four key ways we have expressly evolved to help each of you in governance do your duty, which is to verify our attainment of the mission and to help with providing for and advancing that mission where you can. I love making reports and always strive to make them reflections of my personal development and idea synthesis. I expect subsequent reports from Dana as head of school will be way more succinct, but at least as impactful and honest. I will always love and watch our mission closely and strategically. I am happy with the foresight we had nine years ago in creating my lifetime emeritus office and its duties. Staying in connected communities is a key to life and health. I'll be honored to provide further reports or to do research in any area should anyone on our board or faculty request this. And I greatly look forward to my emeritus days. I'll wrap up this letter with the main point. I have to, for you today. Thank you.